0: Greetings and welcome to the Thin Blue Marriage Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping law enforcement have better and stronger marriages. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremiah Guile, active law enforcement officer and chaplain. Today we're going to have a special guest, Mr. Adam Davis. Adam is an author, speaker, and former law enforcement officer. He's written several books, including Behind the Badge, a 365 Daily Devotions for Law Enforcement, He's also co-authored two books with Dave Grossman, titled Bulletproof Marriage, A 90-Day Devotional, and On Spiritual Combat, 30 Missions for Victorious Warfare. He's also a speaker and trainer in the fields of mental wellness and resiliency for law enforcement. He's been a guest on many different news outlets, including Fox News and Glenn Beck, as well as speaking before various universities, law enforcement agencies, and the military. Most importantly, he's been married for over 20 years to the same wife, showing he knows what it takes to maintain a marriage. So, Mr. Davis, how are you doing today?
1: Doing well. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Oh, well, thank you for being on the show. Um, so, since you did the book Bulletproof Marriage, can you kind of tell the audience uh, about Bulletproof Marriage?
1: So that book was written in 2018. It released in January of 2019. Um, it was actually the first book in a three-book publishing deal that the uh, publisher gave uh, me and Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman to do together. And after some discussion, we sort of decided that uh, marriages of, of the sheepdogs, you know, it was probably the most important thing that we needed to address first. And um, and so we began down that road, and they gave me about, uh, well, less than 60 days to have a book finished. And I wrote a lot of this from uh, from my experiences and, and then research, but it's uh, based on five uh, bullet points or several bullet points given to me by uh, Brother Grossman. And we put this into place to really be a place where couples can come through. There's really not a training for marriages of law enforcement. Let's just go ahead and put that out there. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody tells you uh, to prepare to miss dinner or be late for dinner or how many events that you're going to miss that involve your family, your children, your friends. Um, They don't, they don't tell you how to deal with the stress and how to communicate that with your spouse Uh, There's just a lot of dynamics that the law enforcement uh, way of life presents that's different from a lot of different lifestyles out there. And so I wanted to provide something based on my experiences that would help uh, those who still serve and those who have served uh, to have a marriage that was really bulletproof. One that no matter what you've gone through, you can continue to be together, not only just, you know, surviving in marriage and getting by, but really having a marriage that is healthy and, and thriving.
0: Okay. So you mentioned about, uh, five points. Uh, what are some of those points?
1: We covered a uh, conflict resolution. We cover trust, uh, some trust killers. We talk about that. We cover, um, intimacy. We cover, uh, communication of course, which is paramount to having a good marriage. Um, You know, it's it's really important that you not only know how to communicate, but you know how to fight well and you know how to be you do it the right way. It's really, really important. And and how to honor and respect and love each other um, and really just bring them back to a place where they remember, hey, you you got married because you loved each other and you were friends. You know, that's you started off as friends. Don't allow life to come in and mess everything up. You you got to fight for this. And so uh, we we cover some some really deep topics. Uh, the Intimacy Initiative <clears throat> talks about um, how intimacy is is not specific to just you know a physical sexual relationship, or, or you know it's it's more. It's having those deep meaningful conversations. It's going on dates. It's having you know, time together. It's uh, spiritual. It's praying together. It's reading your Bible together, going to church together, supporting each other in that, um, in that avenue also, but it's being on the same beat, you know, it's being on the same, having that same rhythm. You know, you're two different people. Uh, most of the time you're, you're going to have a lot of things that are quite different than the other, uh, but you can come together and make one one unit you, you know the Bible says that two shall become one flesh and there's uh, there's sometimes some pain that comes from that uh, some discomfort some some compromise that you have to give and um, so we just cover some things that are that that you know that have had a lot of uh, really positive impact on a lot of marriages across the country I know that in 2020 it was a finalist for the best Christian book of the year um, and uh, we're really honored that it, you know, that it was recognized uh, for for the impact that it was having on those relationships. But we cover some really important stuff: um, boundaries, we cover uh, communication, how to communicate, when to communicate, the tone of your words and your voice when you speak, uh, how to rebuild trust, affirm, affirming one another. You know, affirming your spouse is really important, especially if your spouse is the sheepdog it's really, really important that you remind them from time to time that the work they're doing is noble, it's worthy, it's honorable, and people need you. But it's also important to realize, you know, Hey, uh, it may be time for me to get some help. So um, it's, it's it's good to have that team atmosphere more than just people that are living together as roommates.
0: Yeah. I I would, from what I've seen and, just through my experiences and looking at the different marriage models out there. um, I would agree that the seeing each other as a team, that two become one mindset is the foundation for a successful marriage.
1: Absolutely. You think about how a a law enforcement officer specifically works together as a team when they're on duty, um, how, how tight that team is. um, And you just have to have the same mindset that number one, the team that I have at home with my spouse is more important than a team that I have on, you know, on any shift or any assignment. Because at the end of the day, whenever I hang up my my duty belt and my badge and my uniform, I've got to go home. I get to go home to to my spouse, and they've got my back. They, you know, my wife had my back before I was a cop, and she's had it since, and she had it during. And um, and having that, and you know, I think about it like this: aligning. Your affections for each other. Um, Ephesians 5:28 says, "In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who he who loves his wife loves himself." And uh, aligning your affections, you know, don't don't love the work that you do more than you love the one you're doing the work for. Don't love, you know, um, the hobbies that you have more than the one you said, "I do too." Uh, but a lot of times we just kind of get in this place of apathy and, and really complacency, which is a killer. Um, and we get to a place in life where we just kind of go through go through the motions and, and go through on autopilot. We don't wanna really put in any more effort. We feel like we've done everything that we know to do, and we just sort of quit internally and we become indifferent. And to me, that's worse than that's where, that's the opposite of love is being indifferent. is just not really caring anymore. And we just you have to shake off that stuff and, and get back to a point where you put in the work and you're really committed to to serving your spouse. Uh, no matter what your role is in the world or what profession you're in, but getting back to a point where you serve your spouse, um, you know, selflessly, love them selflessly. And and this is speaking on terms that you you know that you have a healthy marriage, but one that's not necessarily thriving, that you're just getting by. And and it really begins with open communication first between both of you and, and God in prayer and then to both of you together um, talking through things.
0: Yeah, you bring up a good point about the uh, uh, relationship getting stagnant because I hear a lot of people before they go into a divorce, one of the things they always say is that their marriage just became stagnant. Do you have any tips or pointers that you could give to the audience to help them mitigate that?
1: Think about the last time that you were spontaneous with each other. Now, maybe your spouse doesn't like spontaneity, but when was the last time that you went on a date? I tried this thing recently where, and I've seen it on social media, so it's not original to me. But I took these postcards or a little, yeah, little note cards, and I knew the things that my wife really, really liked. So instead of me planning everything or saying, where do you want to go eat? Uh, And the answer is always, I don't care. You know, Uh, I did these postcards and on each, I had two options. So the first was like a steakhouse and the other was sushi. And then another was casual and the other was dressy. And then another was my truck or your vehicle. And and then another was coffee or some other dessert like ice cream or something. uh, So it's several options. So I gave her the cards. I know she loves them all, so it's a win-win either way. So she got the pick, but it was a big surprise
0: mm-hmm.
1: because I let her know I was like, "Hey, you're gonna you're gonna have to pick these cards later on. So just be ready. At this time, we're gonna go out, and you just don't know where we're going yet. You'll pick that later. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was really that was really neat. We'll do it again, and she really enjoyed it. I enjoy it. Um, but it's it's getting it's it's getting out of a getting out of the rut. How do you get out of the rut? You get out of the rut by going back to the basics, and you focus on the basics of being friends again. When was the last time you did something that you really enjoyed together? Um, are you really like um, almost like bulldozing your spouse and always having to do things that you want to do on your terms, on your time? Or do you do things that you both want to do? Do you sacrifice and go do things your spouse wants to do? You know, being selfless and sacrificing some of that uh, uh, things that you might want will really begin to shake things up. And you know what? When was the last time you wrote a note and left it behind for your spouse or did something nice? I know somebody, I'm not going to mention by name, but I know somebody who is very well respected nationally. And it's a, an American legend. And every day he, he has this book that he gets every year, and it's blank pages. And every day he'll write his wife a, a note, a letter. And on the anniversary, he gives her this book of 365 letters that he wrote her every single day. And it makes, it makes me think about a movie. Uh, this, it's an older movie with Adam Sandler and I think Drew Barrymore. It's called 51st Dates. And so the the idea behind the movie is essentially she was in a vehicle wreck and she has amnesia. And so every day is the same day. Like she forgets everything every day, but she has the same routine every single day. And she's had it for years and years and years. And so the only people that she remembers are her husband or her father and her brother. And so the guy that is wanting to become her husband or date her or be romantic with her, he has to earn her affection new every single day so he has to bring that effort every single day so if you think about that in terms of well my my marriage has grown stagnant when was the last time you put in effort every day to earn the affection and love of your spouse I'm not saying that you have to earn love but when was the last time that you tried to woo your spouse again like you did when you were dating like when you pulled out all the cards you know and you put in all the effort when was the last time you did that and so I would say to break off the stagnation and get back to that place is go back to when you were dating. Think about the passion you had before all the bills, before all the stress, before all the, the, the job experience. Go back to that place where you played, where you went on dates, where you went and did things together and have fun again and play. Playing together is really important. You know, when was the last time you laughed together? And, you know, a lot of times we just get stuck in this rut. We get up, we get our coffee or whatever we drink in the morning. We go to work, we pass each other like strangers in the hallway and we come home, we stare at a TV, we look at our phones, we go to bed and we look at our phone some more. And then a few years go by and we wonder what happened to our relationship. The reality is we killed it ourselves and we can't blame anybody but ourselves for that. So we have to be spontaneous. We have to be diligent. We have to put in the effort. We have to put in the work because marriage is work. Mm-hmm. Marriage is hard work, and it requires a lot of effort. And that means that we have to do it even if we're not seeing the results or the fruits that we think we should see as fast as we think we should see them. And um, and so, you know, it's just it's going back to being friends. That's, you know, I say that a lot. Is don't, don't forget that you were friends before you were husband and wife.
0: That's very true. Very true. So, um, you know, one of the things that I've noticed is that most of the time when law enforcement are reaching out to me or to others, uh, for some kind of, you know, marriage resiliency or anything like that, it's always when they're on the verge of a divorce or they're about to get divorced. And I know a lot of times they say, well, it's too late for me to do anything or, you know, we're, we're past the point of no return. Um, you know, what would you say to the people that are in that situation to reassure them that there may or may not actually be at the point of no return?
1: You know, I remember the day that my wife and I separated and I was policing. And I'm going to tell you the reason why we separated. The reason was me. The reason was because I'd allowed my heart to get so hard, my emotions to become so numb that I no longer saw her as a gift from God to me. Okay. When was the last time that you saw your spouse as a gift from God to you? They are a gift. They are a gift to you from your heavenly father. And you've been given the the opportunity to be a good steward of that gift, to love them well, to sacrifice for them, to open your heart to them. Most of the times when we get to the point like I was in, where it's just like, There's nothing left to work for. It was because I was so hard and so numb, and I was not willing to be vulnerable with anyone, much less my spouse. I wanted what I wanted, and that was just to be alone. And see, that's the trap. And that's the trap. That's the trap of the enemy, the devil. It's a trap uh, to get you isolated because you're easier to defeat when you don't have somebody that has your back. you got to get back to the place where your heart's not so hard, where you're not so cold inside, and where you kind of live, you know, you live a life that's, um, you know, abundant to the fullest. John 10.10, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I came that you might have life and have it to the fullest. There have been so many people that have perverted that into meaning something just material, but he means living a life of peace, living a life where you're more than a conqueror through Christ, where you're the husband that he's called you to be, you're the wife that he called you to be, Guess what? If you want to be a great cop on the streets, you start by being a great spouse at home. Because when you're great at home, you win on the job. And if you have your heart in the right place and you surrender to God every single day and you give him the first part of every day, you give him your heart, your soul, your mind, your body every day, you win. You win and you can you can win on the job without burning everything else down around you. If you're willing to do just that one thing, keep your heart tender before God.
0: Yeah, that's 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 a very good point. That's a good way of describing it. Um, would you say that things such as uh, just misplaced priorities or even just ego are major barriers for law enforcement and having a good marriage?
1: I think you have to look at the types of personalities of the men and women who serve in law enforcement. They're very strong personalities. Uh, do I believe that there's instances where ego plays a role in in the you know some of the challenges that marriages face? Absolutely, um, but I also think we we fail to look at the strong personalities that most of these men and women have. They're alpha personalities, the majority of them. They're very strong personalities. They feel like I can handle this on my own. I don't need anybody's help. I don't want to be vulnerable. I've got this. And really, that's just pride coming out. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, humble yourself before God. It's hard, but it's rewarding. I'm going to tell you this. You know, it's really easy to just say, this isn't worth it anymore. I don't love you anymore. I don't feel anything for you anymore. It's easy to say that. It's easy to say, I'll never forgive so-and-so for what they did to me. It's easy to not forgive. It's easy not to love, but it comes at a very, very high cost. And that high cost might not come today, but it'll come down the road. It's like eating fast food every single day. You know, you go eat fast food every day. Boy, it's convenient. Uh, it's not as cheap as it used to be, but it's still cheaper than most things. <laughs> yeah. But if you eat it every day for every meal in time, you're going you're gonna to pay the consequences. You're going to pay the price. And the mm-hmm. same thing goes with your marriage. You know, you can get by on the bare minimum, but, you know, if you don't stop to change the oil every once in a while, rotate the tires, wash it, love it, take care of it, show it some TLC, you're going to have to find another vehicle down the road or walk. You're going to be by yourself. So, yeah, ego may play a role into it, but I think we have to consider the strong personalities. And guess what? God knows how to deal with that personality. When he spoke through his word, his word speaks for every personality, for every walk of life. And, um, Yeah, we have to get back to a place where we give him our hearts instead of us trying to guard it with being hard and cold and callous and get back to a place where, listen, I know people who are, you know, some of the most renowned special operators in the world and they serve their spouses. They serve their wives with absolute passion and love, and they do it consistently day in and day out. And if you're willing to do that, you know what? uh you'll have the best marriage. You'll have the marriage of your dreams if you're willing to do that.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point there. Uh, do you have any words of encouragement for those that might be really struggling right now or on the verge of a divorce?
1: Yeah, I know where you're at. I've been there. And, and here's the thing. Maybe it's um, I don't know if it's an issue of trust or forgiveness um, or if it's just something where you just kind of let things go cold on you. But if you're willing to put in the work, you can save your marriage. If you're willing to say, you know what, maybe, maybe I don't see the rewards from this, you know, the fruits from this work uh, right away. Be consistent. If you'll go through bulletproof marriage for 90 days together, You'll change your life. You'll change your marriage if you will go through. And I mean, put in the work together, make a commitment before you start. Whenever a couple calls me and I've had several call me when they call me and they talk to me just as you know, as a peer, the first thing I do is, are you committed to fighting for your marriage? If the answer is yes from both of them, then we proceed. The next step is we're going to get in God's word together. We're going to pray together. You're going to do this every day. And I can't tell you how many marriages come to me and they were literally on the brink of divorce. And all you got to do is just get back to where you're willing to fight for each other. Fight for each other, man. Fight for each other like you did the day you got married, before you got married, when you were dating, when you were in love now you may give me excuses. Well, this happened, this happened. He cheated. She cheated. She doesn't talk to me anymore. She spends so much time on her phone or he stays at work or he puts the gym ahead of us or the team, or the PD or whatever, get back to the place where we cut out all the blame games, all the excuses. And we go back to where I've got your back. No matter what, we are on the same team, and I'm going to fight for you. Period. Take out the excuses and fight for each other.
0: Yeah. Amen. So, um, so yeah, this, uh, the book here, uh, Bulletproof Marriage, is a you know great book. Can you tell them the best place to get it or where they can find it?
1: Yeah, they can go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, really any retailer online. I don't know if they're still in the stores on the shelves because it's been out so long, but I know okay. that you can find them online. I, today I saw it in Bulletproof Marriage has 700 um, five-star reviews on Amazon. Which is really good, mm-hmm. uh, and so you can go on there. And I have a master class where uh, Dave Grossman and I went through together. and We put together some video training to help sort of supplement the book. Um, and so you can find that if you need more information. You can always email me. Happy to help you get access to it. But 700 ratings. Um, thankful that the audio book we did together. I was able to uh, narrate with uh, the widow of American sniper, Chris Kyle, Taya Kyle. Mm -hmm. So it's, I think it's, um, I forget how many hours it is, but I want to say it's like nine hours long and it has uh, roughly three hours of bonus content in there. Yes. Nine hours of 46 minutes. She talks about her marriage to to Chris and um, talks about some of the challenges that they faced when he was uh, a Navy SEAL and, um, you know, I talk a lot about how God restored my marriage to my wife. This fall will be 23 years we've been together, got married wow. at 18 years old, um, really had no clue what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I took a lot of unaddressed childhood trauma into my marriage when, when we uh, got married in uh, 2000. And I think really the only regret that I have isn't marrying her. or even when I married her, it was that I married her and I didn't give her the best of me because I was broken. I just didn't realize it. And so my challenge to you is if you're dealing with something and and maybe your spouse isn't aware of the severity or the the impact that it's having on you, reach out and talk to somebody that can guide you through a process to get you to a place of healing. Um, I have a brand new book getting ready to come out that's been endorsed uh, by a lot of people, Phil Robertson, Al Robertson from Duck Dynasty. Tim Kennedy, uh, Green Beret, American sniper, or, uh, sniper um, very, very intelligent man. Uh, the Ford's written by Marcus Luttrell. It's got endorsements by uh, Dave Grossman um, and a number of people. And uh, it releases in April. It'll start shipping really soon. But I hope that you'll get that and go through it, check it out, mm-hmm. because it's going to address some of those things that maybe you haven't dealt with um for whatever reason so i hope you'll check it out mm-hmm. and deal with the thing that you buried so that you can live a life that's unconquered that you can overcome the adversity and that you can have a life that's a john Ten Ten 10 life one that's to the fullest and you can have a marriage that thrives mm-hmm.
0: okay and is that going to be available on amazon
1: it'll be available everywhere
0: okay and what was the title of the book again
1: It's called Unconquered, Ten Principles to Overcome Adversity and Live Above Defeat.
0: Okay. Outstanding. Um, Now, you'd also mentioned that you had some extra training, I guess, um, that was available. Can you tell us about that?
1: Yep. There was a conference that was just put on online. You can check that out at liveunconqueredconference.com. There's 16 speakers, more than nine hours of content. You can go on there and access it. Uh, there's a couple of different options you can access it and get the videos for life. It's great speakers. Joe Persanti's one. He was a DEA agent back after 9/11. Went on. Uh, he was one of the fast team members when they had those. Went to Afghanistan and a sniper shot him. Bullet went in his right temple, went out the left side, and he was able to tell about it. And then you've got Matt Schwartz, who was a New York uh, State Police. Uh, was in a uh, accident. It was POV, and they amputated one of his legs. He talks about coming back to law enforcement after that. Uh, Dave Grossman, um, Cindy Doyle from Code for Couples comes on, talks about communication. She is a marriage therapist out of Texas. Incredible, incredible woman. A lot of great knowledge. Uh, a lot of a lot of value that you're going to get in that. So that's liveunconqueredconference.com, and you can check that out anytime as long as it's up.
0: Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much for the info. Um, I appreciate you being on the show. Do you have any other uh, speaking engagements or events coming up?
1: You know, uh, nothing in these parts. I'll be up in uh, central Georgia for a private event. Then I go up to uh, Jackson, Ohio, uh, the week after that, speaking for advanced CIT training uh, two times up there, and then Columbus and San Antonio, Texas, and then onward from Utah and, all over the place so nothing in this nothing in these parts but if you're in any of those areas i look forward to seeing
0: you. it yeah, sounds like you're uh, staying pretty busy
1: <laughs> i'm very thankful for the opportunity to serve my brothers and sisters yes sir.
0: Yeah, well we appreciate you doing it so uh thank you for being on the show and uh, to Absolutely. the audience to the audience thank you for joining us on the thin blue marriage podcast remember your marriage is your most important team so treat it as such thank you and be safe